Welcome to another episode at the Be Guided and Be Great podcast, where being intuitive is understood and being sensitive is a good thing. I'm your host, Kate St. Clair. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm so excited to let you know that my book, Be Guided and Be Great, is officially going to be out to the public October first. Can you believe it? <laughs> I'm so excited for, for you to get this book in your hands. I, I know it's going to validate a lot of the experiences you've already had. And I know you're going to learn a ton more from it. And I'm excited to maybe for the first time help you organize your intuition. So it is something that you can use control and trust. And you no longer feel like it's just willy nilly or just random or maybe possibly probably not, you know, these feelings that come up in us in us when we don't exactly know how intuition works for us. So October 1st, it'll be available everywhere, I think, specifically Amazon, I think on Barnes Noble, places like that. So October 1st, get yourself a copy. I can't wait. So today's topic is called The Secret to Living a Meaningful Life and Three Reasons You Must Tether to Things, Experiences, People, Places in Life. So when I was doing the research for today's podcast, I wanted to see what the actual definition of tether was. And Often it's used in like an animal thing, you know, like a leash or what have you. But there was another a definition of it where it was tether. Tethering is the act of connecting two devices together so that one device can use the data of another. And when I talk about tether over the course of this podcast, it is an energetic exchange. It is right because our spirits, our souls are energetic <laughs> first and foremost and so we do exchange data from other living beings, from other living things. When you go out into nature, that's an energetic exchange. Um, it probably has some, you know, it has energetic consequences from you being there and vice versa. So the majority of the conversation we'll have today is in the context of energy, though we are in in bodies, we are in a three dimensional body, time, space, matter. And so there is reason to tether to physical things in this life as well. Though there is a massive spiritual myth that to be spiritual, you must let things go, you must untether, you must be free. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about that, because I think that spiritual myth can create people on a spiritual pursuit, a lot of agony. I've, I've, I've experienced it myself and through guidance, I was able to heal that, but it comes up so much in my client and clients and students, um, sessions where they're, you know, we, you try to be good. You try to be whole, you try to be happy. And if you're doing it in, there is this lie, you know, let things go. Now we're, there's a refinement on that because of course, the paradox is that we must let certain things go continuously over the course of our lifetime. But there's a nuance where the very thing we want to give away is the actual thing that tethers us to the very life we are here to have. So let's jump into the, I'm going to give you three reasons to tether and we'll kind of, um, you know, do a deep dive into all three. And then I'm going to end with how you ask your intuition, that refinement on 
how to stay tethered in the most healthy, beautiful way and how to constantly refine that. Because again, we have to stay tethered. And I'm going to give you three reasons why. (laughs) Um, But the things that we tether to can change over the course of our lifetime, but we still must be tethered to our lives, right? Okay, so let's just jump in. So the number one reason to tether by far is because the number one reason is it to tether is the actual reason for your life. So you wrote in your life chart, people, places and things you'd experience into the chart. And these are experiences or people you will tether to. And in this context, I want to say these, these are the people that give you life. Um, becoming a parent, meeting the love of your life, coming from maybe having a big family. These are people that you tether to. They give you meaning. They ground you. If you're a sensitive and if you're a medium, especially you need to be tethered to people. Um, I've seen so many people that do want to let all relationships go thinking it's the spiritual thing to do. And it can have the exact opposite effect on it where now, you know, you, you probably more genuinely or generally feel alone anyway. If you're highly psychic, highly sensitive, you tend to go through life feeling lonely or alone in that reality anyway. And so when (laughs) you go extra hard, maybe with this like spiritual pursuit of like, I am going to rise above all of it. It, It's, it can actually leave you feeling the, the heaviest and the most darkest void of your life. So we are here to tether to people. They ground us into our lives. They, they invite us to be part of their lives. They give us reading meaning for life. Um, to wake up and have no relationships to tend to, um, that, that, that's not, that's not why you come into life. Obviously there are exceptions, but the exceptions are very few. And in my almost 20 years of working with the public, the refinement with that would be maybe if you are born into a big family. So there's a subconscious, belief system reality that you do belong and you belong to all these people and whether you, you can, you, know, you can kind of take them or leave them. But you, you, there are some people that are born with zero tribe, you know, zero tribe. And they tend to be the ones that struggle so much because they don't have the fantasy that there's kind of always somebody there anyway. You know, when people that come from big families very much subconsciously know they belong and they have this huge tribe behind them again, whether they interact with them or not. So it is important, you know, these modern sort of relationships are are fairly flippant in, um, and what I see is when we're flippant about relationships, we're not tethering, we're not grounding into, we're, we're like, I don't need that. And part of being human, that human part of us does need other humans. The spiritual part of us doesn't necessarily because it is connected to heaven. It's connected to guides and angels and it's connected to our heavenly family. But your body, your human nature needs a tribe. It needs to tether. It needs a reason. 
And often the biggest reason is to tether to other humans to have a reason to get up, up in the morning. Okay. Um, so a lot of wives and unhappy marriages, I'm independent, I don't need him. And yet they're lost. They're not tethered. Nobody's looking them in the eye. Nobody's asking them to dinner. Nobody's, you know, we need to have this human connection with each other. We need someone to care where we're at, care what we're doing, give a shit about our dreams and our passions and our hopes, and to look us in the eye when we're not fulfilled when we're not hitting those things and look us in the eye when we have we need people in the moment of celebration reflecting back the reality um for example when i was younger i our family always went to glacier national park um every summer and so i was used to having lots of cousins and aunts and uncles there and then there was one summer that i actually worked in the park and there were no cousins. <laughs> you know, I was there alone. And so I did some hikes by myself. And I, I, it was the first time I had that real profound feeling of like this, this hike and all the amazing little things that happened during it almost doesn't matter. Because I don't have anyone to share that with. Um, yes, me experiencing it by myself was enough. But there is something spiritual, there's something profound about experiencing our lives in the presence with co-creating with somebody else. Um, so, you know, being a parent, definitely, you know, these are the things that get us up in the morning. These are the things that give us life. I am very much get life from being a mother. I get life from being a wife. I get life from being a friend. I need them. They need me. It's a purpose-driven life it's enough, you know, whoever my friends and family are, they're enough, they're more than enough for me. And I know they need me. And, and that's another human part of us is the need, we need to be needed. And we need to be wanted, and vice versa, we have these needs as humans. When we say it's spiritual to not need anything or want anything, the confusion is that's actually how you are when you're in a spirit anyway. So um, that's true only if you're not in a body. Isn't that interesting? That is not true when you're in a human body. You have a hu human part of you that has needs that no, your spirit doesn't have, but your humanity does. Just like food, there's this whole spiritual thing. Don't eat food. You know, you don't need food. You don't need people. You don't need anything. That's a bunch of bullshit. And I've seen so many people's lives get destroyed by the pursuit of nothingness. Because let me tell you, when you pass away, there could be plenty of that if you so choose. So actually, while you're in life, right, and there's there's a paradox there, because we don't need a lot of cruelty, we don't need a lot of people just for the sake of people that are cruel. I'm talking about meaningful, purposeful, validatable, where they look at you and they see you. We need those. We need those experiences as human beings. Okay. Um, think about that, you know, just, just contemplate if you've had that belief system and how has it served, how has it served you if you did pursue it and the real truth, the real human part of us contemplate that need, how we need each other. I know a lot of people through the pandemic that really were like, I can take people or leave them. Right. And then you're stuck with yourself for a year and a half. And that's, you know, 
even if you're fabulous, there's, there's a limitation there. Um, because you too have a need to be seen. And the healing can be when you know you deserve to be seen by kind, open hearted, wonderful people. So it's not just to be seen for the sake of being seen, which people that are, you know, self involved, narcissistic, they don't see you anyway. So there's a quality of spirit we want to call towards us a quality of human being that is the refinement to not only want to have more people in your life, but know you need them and know that they need you too. So you're not in, you don't hesitate when you want to reach out to them because you know that they need you as well. Okay. So that's the biggest reason. Um, you, you need to have people. You need to have a reason to get up in the morning. You need a purpose in your life. Um, without purpose, there's void and the void is non-directional and the void has hurt so many people. I've, I've beyond lost count by now, people that have no purpose in their life. And again, purpose has to be renegotiated because maybe your passion is to become a nurse and you become a nurse and now that's just what you're doing. So it's no longer a passion that you're attaining. You're already doing that. You have to find another new passion, um, we raise our children and then our children grow up and they don't need us the way they did. You have to find a new passion. You know, a lot of mommies on the other side of raising their children lost. They don't have another new direction uh, because being a mother was more than enough. It's just, it's different. And we have to be looking towards the future. We have to be in my, the way I would say it is channeling the future. You have to be knowing where you're going because that's what gives you that energy, that focus, that reason for getting up in the morning. It's you, you need that your human part of you needs to know it needs to be tethered to professions and people and places. You know, that's another thing that I know many people that are tethered to places, location, and um, like my father-in-law, he is just as much as part of this country roads in Kansas um, as he is the people, maybe even more so the, the actual land. And so there's a groundedness about him. There's a certainty about him because that need, his human need to belong is filled by the land. Um, and then maybe my mother-in-law doesn't feel quite the same way about the land. So she would need to tether to other things where she lives because that's where she's at right now. Um, I need to, and I think a lot of sensitives, we need to be outside. It's not even like, I won't, oh, I'd like to be outside. You, you need it. I know I put on weight. I, I don't feel good. My head is not very clear, especially at like the peak of summer when I don't get out quite as much. I go out all winter. I'm a winter runner. I love to be out all seasons except for that <laughs> peak summer. So I can feel it even in my spirit right now, or right? it's just, it had been too hot to be out. And, um, my spirit gets dim. I don't think as clearly, I don't feel as tethered or as grounded. Um, so you can tether to the activity of, um, I need running in my life. That's what I'm tethered to. Um, playing guitar would be some people what they tether to. I need to sing. Um, I need to stay tethered to my voice and to, um, I, I am a singer. I grew up as a singer. I, um, I have to use my voice or you lose it. You know, you can tell when you don't go, when you don't sing for a long time. And so my spirit needs it. My body needs it. My vocal cords need it. Um, so just kind of be thinking about what are, 
the things that I need, you know, whether I'm living in Colorado or I'm in California, I need to run. And so I know, I also know I need to be outside. And so that, that knowing that I need to be tethered, I need to be grounded. I need to be connected to where I am. You do that through these these behaviors that you have that support who you are, you know, the running, I'm highly kinetic. So I've always said a sensitive, a kinetic, (laughs) a kinetic psychic needs to run to process that unbelievable amount of life force energy. Um, There've been chapters when I couldn't run and like wooden tables around me just fall into dust. um, Because I'm because of the work that I do and the kinetic energy I have, if I don't process that healthfully, it sort of just kind of deteriorates the walls around me or worse yet, it kind of goes after my own energetic system. So when you know these things about you, what are, what are these things that you need? You need, it's not, it's not superficial. It's not egotistical. These human parts of you that need, these are ways I would just like to have you consider tethering to, tethering to your running, tethering to your singing or guitar playing, tethering to your profession, tethering to your education, tethering to your children or your partner. And okay, maybe there's a divorce, right? There is some inward work, of course, but maybe you know you need partnership. Um, You know, some people don't, and I realize that, but every time I see somebody who doesn't need partnership, they have huge families. You know what I mean? They like, they're, they're massively tethered to other humans in, in other ways. So, you know, we factor in the big picture of the things that we must tether to. Um, so that's the biggest reason it's, it's a need we have on a human level that, that tethering to people, places, and things gives us life. It gives us life. It is our life while we're here in the third dimension. So the second reason I've already kind of touched on it is it gives us fuel and focus. So when we, you know, if you're like me, you've had, you know, moments of depression, right? And the massive thing about depression is you can't, plug into anything. I would reframe that and say, I'm not tethered. I'm not tethering to anything. I I keep dropping all the energetic connections I have to people or places like I don't care. I don't really care to go there. And I don't, there's nowhere I want to go. And that's an opportunity to have a dialogue about what's the resistance. What's, what's the reason that I can't tether. And that's where I would have the conversation with my intuition, with my guide. Um, because the connection is the tether that gives us a focus. If we can go do anything we want that day, I know a lot of people that can go do whatever they want in the day and they do nothing because there's so much they could do. So they end up doing nothing. Where if you have a lot of things on your schedule, you're very focused. I mean, it's, I feel like the more busy my schedule is, the more not only I get done, but the energy I have because the focus of the day gives me life. It gives me purpose. It gives me reason. And there have been many scary chapters in my life when I was totally untethered. I did not want to be where I was. And I could go on about that. But <laughs> so these things sort of play off of each other. We, the focus and is the fuel for our life. And yes, if you're in a healing crisis, we're probably tethering to things that are dead. Um, wow, to just say it like, bleh, just 
blatantly say it. There's a death to things that we're tethered to that we should no longer be tethered to. We'll kind of talk a little bit more about that on the end when I do um, how to ask your intuition to engage with this energy. But um, okay, so let's just jump into the third one. So the third reason to tether is that I already touched on a little bit is because you are in the third dimension. And it's really important because you're here in this dimension in a physical body that you do tether to certain physical things. So, you know, we all maybe grew up somewhere and we can be tethered to our childhood home or we could be tethered to, like in my case, my grandmother's property and the property behind that. Um, And then the pain of it going away, you know, that childhood home being sold or you can't go on the property that you used to run freely when you were a little kid. There's a lot of pain there. And that is true. There is pain when we are tethered to physical things that are no longer there for us or to support us. And across the board, I just see this touches pretty much every human being I've ever met has a location that breaks their heart because they can no longer tether to that which used to give them an life make them feel grounded, make them feel like they belonged, soothe their soul when they walked that place or um, maybe a special ring that was symbolic that you no longer have. So yes, there's agony in the loss of it, but we must keep renegotiating the tether you know, we need to find another new symbolic energy, um, symbolic jewelry, if you will, something new that you give meaning to, um, a new location, um, to tether to wherever you're at in that chapter of your life is where we do need to tether. Many of us want to tether in the past. And if we can't have it that way, then screw it. We don't want to tether ever again to anyone. That's some immaturity on our part um, because we we all have to be where we are and we can appreciate the old things we tethered to. But if for any reason you can no longer tether to that, you have to renegotiate the tether. You have to maybe, um, you know, some people would maybe have like a beautiful ritual, like a symbolic thing of where you say goodbye to that which you can no longer tether to, you know, maybe a breakup, or maybe you've been moved. (laughs) I relate to that one. And so you yeah, you're no longer in your hometown, or yeah, you maybe have a new car, and maybe you miss your old car. I know people that tether to like the memories of maybe driving their kids to school in an old car and now the kids are grown and they don't have that car anymore. You know, yes, the, it's okay to mourn those things. And I think we must mourn them. That doesn't mean your life's over. And that doesn't mean that, oh, since I'm sad now, I'll never, te- I'll never tether again because it's so sad. This, that's just part of life. And we are here in life. And physical things come and go. But what's important is that wherever you are, is where you are. And we have to accept where we are. A refinement would be if you're in an abusive situation, that's not where you know, you land, that's not where you stay or belong. Or if you're again, tethering to dead 
energy. Um, these are ways your intuition could and should be helping you move out of those situations so you can get more into the flow of tethering in healthy ways. Tethering, again, to the land that supports you now, the land that you can make memories on today, um, the people and the places that you go that give you life, that new restaurant that becomes an old restaurant because you've tethered to it. You know, these are ways that you're, you're taking your human body into these experiences, which is how you create this meaningful human life and things do change and you must renegotiate, but renegotiate we must because we do need to be tethered to life affirming things. Okay, before we jump into the final part, which is how to ask your intuition about what to appropriately tether to, you know, what is life affirming versus what we need to let go of, I just want to tell you two quick stories to kind of drive this home. So in my work as a professional medium, um, I there's a very distinct energy between the people that plugged fully into their life and people who never really did fully plug into their life. And there are different spiritual reasons and meanings why we do do what we do. And going to your intuition to answer these questions is, of course, where I would suggest anyone go. But um, I had an aunt that was it's my father's sister. And so she, I think she came like 13 years after the first set of five came. So they always considered her the baby, you know, she was always babied. And I knew, I knew her and I was fairly close to her as far as that side of the family. And I guess when I was a little girl and she was probably not too much older than me, I used to if my grandma was babysitting us, I used to kind of make sure she knew I was bored because she'd be getting dressed to go out that evening. And I'd always prayed she'd take me. <laughs> so that's kind of my fondest memory of her. But um, so let's say I'm at the beginning of my profession. I'm early in my profession and I hear that she has cancer. And it had been, I want to say about four to five years since her mother passed away, since my grandmother had passed away, and she was just dead lost without her mother on the planet, without her mother in this dimension. So when I found out she got cancer, I had to have really firm boundaries because in my personal roles with my family, I am just Kate. I am just, I am just Kate. I don't insert my profession onto everybody. And so I made sure that I would not say anything. I would not channel. I would not, you know, I would just be there for her as her niece, um, through the cancer process. So my deal was sort of, if she asks me to read for her, I will, but until then I'm just going to, um, kind of look the other way and, and just kind of give her the love and support she deserves. So, it's March. Um, and I got the call from my old, my, her big sister, my other aunt to come up to Montana and give her a reading. She's, she's ready for a reading. She wants a reading. So I put my family in the car and we drive North and, um, you know, she's got the cancer and she's very sick. And I was very scared because when somebody is so sick and vulnerable, it's scary to be, um, just blatantly honest, you know, you as a medium, you know, we feel like who the hell am I to channel this information for you? Because the most profound things come through us, not from us. 
And so I was trying to keep negotiating with myself to be brave and just let it, the channel come through me, not try to control it and not try to tell my aunt what I know she wants to hear, but tell her what the guys are telling her. And so as we sat, I mean, she just, the first thing she asked me is, why do I have this cancer? And what came through me as a medium was from her guide was that you agreed to come in and just be your mother's daughter. And so the image that they gave me was she's a spirit on the other side and she knows she knew her mother, you know, as in terms of souls, they have a soul connection and she kind of keeps hearing her mother in life being like, I want another daughter. I want another child. You know, my kids are getting so big. I feel lonely. And so she answered her mother's call and came in just as a surprise kid. And that's, that was really the full negotiation. She came in just to be her kid. And so when her mother left the planet, she hadn't renegotiated. She, she, she could have, I'm, I'm, the guides did explicitly tell me she does have opportunity to still stay in life to, to override this exit point. She did have an exit point, but she had two more down the road that she could have taken later. But, and when I said that to my aunt, she, she didn't even shed a tear. She goes, "Mm, I actually know that to be true. Like the truth of that channel resonated so beautifully. It was answering her question. It, It took away the fear on some level. She actually already knew that she came in just to be my grandmother's daughter. And that time was over and she was quite frankly, ready to go home. So the, the fine point is yes, that channel, I'll never forget it. First of all, it was my family, but second of all, uh, you know, we as humans tend to label things good or bad, or this is what should happen. This is what shouldn't. And so to be in her presence while I channeled that piece of information for her, and to have her confirm it with such knowing and peace and trust that that is absolutely right. And she can stop feeling bad if she does want to cross over. She can stop fighting if she, in that moment, hadn't grounded, she hadn't tethered to anything else in life. And if this is what she came to do and to be, and it was over, she was so happy to know she fulfilled her destiny. And the rest of us, as our family that loved her, just kind of had to deal with it, you know? We all come in for different reasons. And the fact that she did choose not to tether, she chose not to ground back into life and overcome cancer and what have you. There's a real, I don't know, purity about the truth of that situation. So let's just say maybe um, she did not have children. Um, She had been married a few times. So you know, for me, as I'm a mother through and through. So for me, had she had kids, I would probably my the story I tell today would probably be a little sassy that she didn't fight for the kiss. <laughs> so that's just my mother judgment. Um, but she didn't she didn't have kids. She uh, had a few marriages. And, um, you know, she loved her siblings, and they all had their own lives, if you will. So um, that was enough for her. But let me tell you one more um, situation where I had an older client and, you know, the kids were raised and gone. She was divorced. She, you know, her family had all mainly passed away at this point. And so really at this critical precipice of loneliness and why, why am I alive? Why am I here? What am I doing? Nothing matters. You know, 
this was really her mantra for at least a year and a half. Um, and I got to start working with her more on the other side of that year and a half transition. I call it when people are in transition, sort of, there are no roots and we are tethering to new life, tethering to new experiences and very much uprooted in life, right? So we're growing new roots that comes through. First step is to tether to new experiences, people and purposes to be alive. And so she was, there was so much bitterness that, that nothing sort of had worked out for her at that point that this is a topic for another podcast, but there was an illness that manifested and the illness was enough to give her her life purpose back, if you will. Um, it scared her enough to be like, actually, I love being alive. My purpose is in the simple things. My purpose is in the cup of coffee in my hand, the, um, you know, trip to the coast twice a year to see my friends, you know, life became enough again, because the fear of losing it, um, was enough energy to drop down into her to have her start tethering back into meaning and purpose in her life. So it's just so fascinating how it, as a human being, we do need to tether. And yet the spiritual, you know, there's a lot of spiritual theory about letting it go, being different. Don't get mad. Don't get sad. Don't do It's like, just take away your humanity and you'll be fine. Actually, you have all the time in the world to take away your humanity because you are by nature, your whole being is actually, you're an energetic spirit. So <laughs> don't, override the hum, human part of our, we don't want to override the human part of ourselves because we are only in this body temporarily. And we have the rest of eternity, you know, the rest of until we come back into a body to sit there, not needing to eat and not needing to hold people, hug people, touch people, um, look into each other's, you know, physical eyes that happens quite naturally when we're in spirits, because we don't do that when we're in spirits. So the human part of us is not something to reject or deny, but to freaking embrace and unapologetically embrace and love and um, you know, eat and sleep and run and hug and all these things we, it, to be spiritual, we try to pretend don't matter. And they do. It's the very essence of the life you are having today. So as we wrap up, I want to give you just four kind of four steps to interact with your intuition when we're talking about tethering. So the, you know, I would always say find a quiet space, your favorite chair, alone, maybe not with puppies, because they tend to, uh, you know, and cats, <laughs> they interrupt the process, but alone with your heartbeat, your guides. So number one is you would just ask your guide, your birth guide specifically, is, is this a need? You know, again, there's a lot of false propaganda. Oh, this is your ego talking, or it's just your this or that. It's if you have a need, you have a need. And, and, Needs can be different. I mean, there are certainly needs we all have as humans. But again, like I have a need to run. My husband does not share that need. My children don't share that need. But the way I process energy and the amount of energy I create naturally, that is something I have to do. Uh, if it's for my spirit, it's for my body, it's for my energy. Um, so you just, you do, you, 
right. And so those are things like nobody can make me feel guilty if I have to go for a run because this is a fundamental need. And when you know your, what your needs are for you individually, you no longer have to apologize or explain yourself. You know, it's a need. So you just that number one, is this a need? And you can go to your guide to answer yes or no on that. And again, is it a need for your body or your soul or your spirit or your voice or your mind? You know, I, I need to also have a lot of, um, I need to read. I need to hear conversation. My mind is, you know, a sponge. I need to be stimulated mentally. I need that or I'm, my health is not quite so good. So number two, when you have a tether, when you have something going on, you can tune in and ask, is this helping or is this harming? So sometimes, again, that's when we over tether or... Um, we aren't letting something go that we need to let go, whether that be a relationship or a place we are living and we are being called to move somewhere else. Um, maybe a, a, something we think is a need, but it's actually an addiction. So just having these sort of nuanced conversations with your guides is another wonderful step to keep refining and renegotiating your tethers, what you're tethering to. And number three is... Um, well, kind of what I just said, but to ask your guide, does this need need to be refined? So again, um, sometimes people have needs, like let's just say my husband has a need to go downstairs and play guitar by himself, you know, and he does it every morning and he wakes up early to do it. And of course, nobody bothers him, but then he wants to do it on the weekends too. And then he wants to kind of do it all day on the weekends. And so it's kind of like, okay, I, that is absolutely a need and we respect that, but it has to be like refined because your children are home, <laughs> you know, and he's not doing it for avoidance. I would totally be watching for that, for that, but actually he just gets carried away. gets lost in time. It's good for his spirit. And when we are in the energy of something that feels good, we don't want to let it go. So we just want to keep checking in that what we're tethered to we're not doing to hurt anybody you know a lot of husbands doing things that ignoring their wives or their children um maybe wives over obsessing about some things and not asking others to help um would be maybe a refinement right okay so the fourth step would be to just tune in from time to time and to ask your guide is it time to let this tether go <sighs> you know, we, we can, we can really just be so connected to the old ways that we did energy or that we tethered to life that we're not letting certain things go. And maybe sometimes for certainly things do go and it's time to let things go. Um, so that just is a natural part of life and we need to be mature. And again, this, it's only in the name of our well-being get it human being our well-being um so to just to make sure that we're not tethering to like I said earlier like dead energy something that no longer supports you but maybe it actually takes energy now right okay so we've got almost 40 minutes I could talk forever about this subject because it's so fascinating and yet we have so much resistance to so many parts of tethering <laughs> grounding tethering connecting I mean however you want to say it I like to say tether because it kind of implies like maybe you're tethered to a balloon and maybe it's time to let the balloon go. Like it's not, um, you know, grounding feels a little bit more serious to me. So tethering is just like this gentle energetic agreement and exchange 
that we make with other beings and, and places to fill each other's spirits and souls. So anyway, I hope that you enjoy those four steps on the end there to have this dialogue with your guides and with how you are tethering in this life. So I'll talk to you next time. If you're interested in finding out which is the strongest Claire in you, go to my website at katesaintclair.com and take the quiz, which Claire are you? Until next time, remember, it's your birthright to be guided and be great.